and being able to view each other's biomes and <laughs> that sounded being able to <laughs> <laughs> Uh, view your it's biome. such a beautiful expression, brother. <laughs> I'm, I'm <laughs> peeping your biome, dude. Uh, it was cold that night. Don't judge us. <laughs> Don't oh, judge this has gone off the rails. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to episode 18 of Everyone is Cancelled. I have with me my good friend, Mr. John Morgan, tonight. How you doing, sir? I am good. Thank you very much. Now, this is going to be an interesting episode. First of all, this episode is another request by a longtime listener. When I say long time, I mean episode one. They've listened to uh. them all. They write in to us regularly, and we appreciate it. So we are going to be Love discussing why John and I are 100% flat earthers this episode. <laughs> <laughs> not, okay, maybe we're not flat earthers, but it makes for a good headline. We're it going does, to be discussing yeah. the science, if you want to call it that, of flat earth theory. Pseudoscience. And uh, the anti-science of the scientific community, according to them. It's called the Flat Earth Society. It's a group of people that believe the earth is made... Of a wedge of cheese. No, they believe the earth <laughs> is flat. 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 There are actually some intelligent people in this field that could convince people that the earth is flat, but it still right. doesn't, there's nothing that holds up about it, in our opinion. But we're going to get into it. We're going to give it a fair shake. But first, John, we have, a, we have a cancellation of the week. I know. I can't wait. Cancel it right now. Do it. Masks are canceled for a certain group of people. <laughs> I'm not saying anything. I'm not saying what side of the fence I stand on. I don't nope. stand on anything. I'm floating in space. I'm a legend. <laughs> and this is all not real. It's fiction right. and it's art. That's right. Masks are canceled. And it doesn't it, it doesn't matter which group it is either. No, it, it really it, it really doesn't. Because it could go either way um <clears throat> you know, very quickly. So, you will respect the communist Chinese part. I'm sorry. America. The, US, the USSA. The USSSSA. <laughs> Masks. No, yeah. in all reality, I, obviously, uh, there's reason behind everything in life. But obviously, if you're not a flat earther, you know, you, you don't know what's up and what's down. Right. You can't say you stand behind the truth if you don't believe the earth is flat. <laughs> The only thing that really bothers me about uh, the mass cancellation is what the president said about it. Because what the president's done is uh, is he has launched this polarizing conversation about uh, who should wear a mask and who shouldn't wear a mask. And what he said was, um, so I'm trying to think, I don't remember. And I, Well, I, take a second I, because I, I want to get a bit in there at... This is not opinion. This segment is just information. You guys get the information. You do what you want with it. You can print it out, fold it into a piece of paper, and just fl And I love quotes. And John is always all over the Biden quotes. <laughs> oh, it's awesome. There's a mask that actually says, Will you shut up, man, Biden 2020? <laughs> oh, yeah, that's, that's terrific. Well, they, they call them gaffes. <laughs> you know, they're gaffes. Which is funny. That's fine. It's all good. It's funny. Mary's going to get a foot massage. Nice. Kind of like the yam segment that we're going to have a segment every now every now and then where Mary leaves to go get a foot massage. You awesome. say bye, Mary. Bye. All right. What did uh, what Biden say about the whole mask deal? It's kind of old news at this point. What he said was, um, if you're vaccinated, you don't have to wear a mask. If you're not, you do. You choose. Like, it seems like he's giving you a, you know, a reasonable choice. That's the way he presented it. But, but he didn't. What he does his and, and what, you know, what the politicians of this country have been doing for the past 50 years is, is pushing people into certain tribes and certain belief uh, ideals and, you know, dividing and segregating the people into camps. And that's exactly what that statement does. 
So now you have people who don't have to wear a mask and people who do have to wear a mask. And the, and the question will be, well, how do you know who's been vaccinated? Because if nobody's wearing a mask, then everybody should assume that they're all vaccinated, but that might not be the case. It's just the answer to the answer to that statement goes down some pretty dark roads. And I, I wish that, uh, we could have a president that would speak um, meaningfully. It's been a while, and that doesn't mean Republican or Democrat. It means yeah, exactly. Someone Trump's who mouth the was truth. a weapon, so uh, really, you know, Trump. There was a lot of negative that came with him because the media turned into a different monster after Trump. Not even going off left or right politics, but we're just talking about. Not Trump, but the effect Trump had. The media became a different beast where the truth was no longer, although you could argue it never was, the truth was really put on the back burner after Trump. Yeah, right. Now, the blame, who knows where that lies? It it lies in multiple places, but it's an interesting perspective that nonetheless is, is true, in my opinion. Do you know who Rachel Maddow is? Heard of her, yeah. Is, uh, is she CNN? Yeah, she's a... Right. She's a CNN personality. And what she said, what she said was, um, she said, uh, this is in quotes, I feel like I'm going to have to rewire myself so that when I see someone out in the world who's not wearing a mask, I don't instantly think you are a threat. Like, seriously, you see someone without a mask and you are thinking they're a threat? That's like, <laughs> maybe, maybe she and I don't agree on what a threat is. But uh, it's just that mentality drives me insane. This is a fictional story, but listen to your doctor. Listen to your doctor. <laughs> that's that's why Pepe got canceled. Pepe, was a, Pepe Le Pew was a super spreader. You know, of all our all of our episodes, that's one of our trending episodes is Pepe Le Pew <laughs> and the Secret Moon Base. Maybe it's just the name. Yeah, they want to they wanna listen to it just to see how we tie Pepe Le Pew and the moon base together. And we do it so beautifully with yeah. Mr. Andrew Sanders' help. Shout out to Mr. Andrew. It's been a few episodes, yeah. but well, could I, be on. Regardless of the outcome, I, I am encouraged that they're finally canceling masks. I think that's a it's a good step. I, I don't think people are necessarily ready. I, I've seen a lot of social media comments where people love their mask and they're going to continue to wear their mask and it's kind of a, it's a complex psychological uh, interference right where people were presented with an impossible situation uh, coronavirus was a uh, in the very beginning stages was a you know it was very it was not understood um, it was seemingly uh, deadly beyond uh, any any common day virus except for um those viruses like Ebola, which has like a 90, 95% mortality rate. Uh, it, you know, and it was, it was hot news and, and it was treated as such. Um, and so people were grasping at, you know, what to do. Uh, they didn't know how to, uh, how to care for each other. And masks became this psychological, I don't want to say crutch. It's not a crutch. I think think it will be used as a crutch now, but it was more of a a psychological tool in which people could say, I'm doing something to to benefit the people around me because people are dying and I don't know how to deal with that. On this show, we can't tell you what the efficacy of a mask is or isn't. No, right. And I think that's still up for debate, too. There hasn't. Right. Well, there's pe- there are people who think that even having to get a driver's license is unconstitutional. It's the government telling you you have to do something. And if you don't do it, you get less privilege than somebody who does. It's the same thing here. The government told you to right. do something. And, you know, maybe in 40 years, that'll be seen as normal. But to us now, maybe we see that as how cars used to be viewed. I'm not making yeah. an argument here. I'm just stating a fact. That's just the fact of the matter. People now right. think, oh, wait, you, you saw... Driving a car is a constitutional right. That's crazy. Well, that's what people may be saying forty years from now about any uh, anything the right. government tells you to do, whether it's 
uh, an injection or whether it's wearing a mask or whether it's staying inside your home. Right. Right. We have to look back to see forward. That was the other thing, too, that uh, that bothered me about um, the uh, the isolation that we were forced into was that they started uh, categorizing people between essential workers and non-essential workers. Uh that that was a huge red flag to me like what's really going on here because because the United States of America is a capitalist economy and we consume everything so in order for our economy to work properly um consumption needs to happen and for consumption need you know to happen people need you know you need vendors and you need uh retailers and and you need uh, people to do all these jobs and and that means that everybody is an essential worker from your dunkin donuts uh drive-through guy to your you know the the nurses and uh, rts that are on the front line dealing with this virus head-on and the and your garbage guy they're all essential workers i, I just i i just disagreed with how they uh categorize people Right. And then there's the wealth disparity, right? I mean, now let's look at this. Uh, During the coronavirus in some states, a lot of states, let's say you own like a a shop that just sold candles. You were probably, a lot of shops like that were were shut down. You know, candles candles are not essential. But here's the thing. I don't know. Candles are pretty essential. According to the online marketplaces we used to buy them, they are. Everyone who can no longer go to their in-town candle shop or whatever it may be, lots of shops for lots of reasons, instead just went online to the retailer we all know and funneled all of their money into them. So they made the money, the largest online retailers, while like I believe 70% of restaurants in LA shut down. I could be wrong. 70% of restaurants in LA, I believe, were closed down permanently because of the coronavirus. Right. Now, people are still buying all the same things, especially with stimulus checks and not being able to leave their homes. Yeah, they're just, exactly. They're not supporting the local business. So a lot of that money gave huge profit increases, to my knowledge, allegedly to these large online market retailers. We all know who they are. Yeah, so I mean, it's I think, just perspective at the end of the night, you know? I think Jeff Bezos has enough money to buy the moon base now. Like, you can just straight up buy it. Well, it's going there, right? What is it called? Blue Origin, his space program? I don't know. And this isn't saying he's a bad guy. This is not slander. This is just, you know, no. what's happening. The the result, obviously, if they don't need to close down, they're not going to no, close I, themselves down. I don't uh, I don't hold it against him for being wealthy. I, you know, I think that's awesome. Good for yeah. him, man. He had, a, he had a great idea and he ran with it. There's nothing wrong with that. But when small shops can't make money the same way that a big shop is making it selling the exact same thing there lies the issue in my opinion my humble opinion at that correct masks are canceled we have no opinion this is just a big the cdc uh entities have said this and we are really honestly not allowed to talk about it no other than inform you of the decision yeah that's the day and age we live folks uh so moving on John, why is the Earth flat? Uh, um, because is it because uh, it's not? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, uh, you know, researching this, I, I've had a very difficult time, like understanding their their science. Because it's not really science; it's pseudoscience. And if you don't know what pseudoscience is, it's uh, it's super science. It means it's, it's really, really correct. <laughs> That's right. It's it it is science <laughs> that, that is fully loaded with T. Right? There's <laughs> pseudoscience is not T deficient at all. So uh, yeah, no, it uh, it's a bunch of statements, beliefs, and practices that. They claim to be both scientific and factual, but are incompatible with the scientific method. Um, it, you know, pseudoscience is often characterized by uh, contradictory things or uh, hyperbole um, or unfalsifiable claims, right? Things that can't actually be proven through the scientific process. Um, it's based more on uh, confirmation bias 
than actually rigorously attempting to to uh, follow through on seeing if it's repeatable, if your science is repeatable. Mm. I got to be honest, some of the reasons I heard were, uh, they may be believable to some people. Some of the reasons I heard were like, well, the earth is actually flat because it's a large piece of cheese. And the reason it is flat is so that you could put it into a sandwich at the end of the days. And you can't do that with a, with a circular, it just doesn't fit in the bread that way. Like some Dude, of these can, answers were really loony, bro. Can you imagine how good an earth panini would be? Oh, dude, I know how good a moon panini could be. I mean, we've known the, the moon was made of cheese for how long now? That's just science. Yeah, right. It's science. If you do not yeah. believe that the earth is flat, you're a liar, and you're one of the many conspirators lying to us. Yeah. You can't deny the facts. I don't care if a boat sells off into the ocean and the bottom of it disappears first. That's your eyes lying to you. Are we starting to get a picture here? Your eyeballs are lying to you through right. Satan as the bottom of the of the <laughs> ship disappears before the top one. That is yeah. you being a liar. Yeah, I. This is not a new idea either. Like the the idea of a flat Earth uh, is is not new, but it is archaic. It's is, it's an ancient idea. Um. Back in the day, they just used to straight up kill people for thinking for not thinking yeah. the Earth was flat. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's, That's exactly what they would do. You guys complained about how bad society is now, yeah. like how you want to you want to like burn buildings down because society is so bad. They used to kill people who didn't think the Earth was flat. Yeah, publicly. I bet you can't. I bet you can't guess who those people were. Like uh, the ancient people. Who do you think was the ancient people that? would think that um you you it was unquestionably uh flat and square while the heavens were round who was it john china china's the one who developed that theory and everybody kind of just took on to it even europe yeah yeah and it wasn't until the 17th century um when european astronomy kind of shook that out the earth is is flat john china said I, it was flat i know hmm Oh, man. You see how John stopped talking there? That is what we want. <laughs> well, I I bumped into this. I bumped into some information, and the reason I was quiet was because I, I didn't know if it was worth going this direction. But um, since you brought it up. Do it. <laughs> um, one of, the, one of the, uh, the groups that held... A spherical view. You said um, spherical. 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 Uh, uh, with uh, with some exceptions, um, was the the early Christian Church. So that you know that the Church uh, for for a long long time has believed that the Earth was round, and it's mostly because the Bible calls the Earth a sphere. So. If uh, does it? If you're gonna if you're gonna go that route, then interesting. You know, if you're gonna be in that group, then that's kind of what you got to go with. So, well, flat earthers. I, apparently, I, I did some research as I try to for every episode, some more than others. Apparently, flat earthers uh, believe that religion is helping purport this lie. They're helping it's to uh, push this lie. I yes, say. exactly. Because you know, Christians are. are are fundamentally the root of all problems, both uh, social and economic. No matter which side of the problem you're on, your enemy is all, always the problem, and they are always your enemy. So, <laughs> you can't argue with that logic. <laughs> I don't know what just happened. <laughs> Life happened, baby. It moves quick. If you don't stop and look around every once in a while, you just might miss it. So... Antarctica. It doesn't matter that you can't that you can go onto Google and look at tourist trips to Antarctica because the big one of the biggest conspiracies of the flat earthers is that you can't go to Antarctica because it's the edge of the world, right? Like it's just a giant government fortress. There are literally cruise ships that will take you there, and there's pictures of people partying on Antarctica. 
And those are all liars as well, co-conspirators, according to the Flat Earthers. And I yeah. just find that hilarious. These drunk-ass people hanging out in Antarctica, they're all secret agents. <laughs> they're all Satanists. Okay. That that logic is sound, my brother. My brothers and sisters. <laughs> uh I don't, I don't know how you want to I don't know how you want to pursue this topic so we got some history so the it's not not a new thing right it, they were pre socratic uh, philosophers that believed the earth was flat but a lot you know from socrates moving forward uh, there was this idea that the earth was round and they they used a lot of uh, observable evidence uh, which we'll probably talk about later uh, to prove that the earth was flat or provide enough evidence to suggest that that is the acceptable, right? It's Occam's razor. <clears throat> yeah. Let's, let's get into the proof a little bit. Do you, I don't, I have some points. One I've made already. I have more at my sleeve, but what's some of the proof, John, according to scientists, let's try to, because when we approach the subject, we do want to leave a little bit of room for anything is possible. And if you're not a flat earther, you're dead to me. But <laughs> well, proof so of what? What's Pro- some of the what's some proof of the... that the Earth is flat, or proof that the <laughs> Earth is round? Let's start. <clears throat> oh, okay. Well, let's start with. Uh, let's do both if we can. Let's start okay. with. Uh, yeah. Let's start. All with right. Both. Well, <clears throat> kind of the uh, the kind of the big. We kind of kick this this modern flat Earth. Uh, philosophy off again was uh, the Bedford level experiment, which took place in the United Kingdom um, in the early 20th century uh, to measure the curvature of the earth. And so basically this guy, it's just a really long straight river, uh, six miles. And, and what he, you know, what he came up with was um, I think his name was his uh, his name was Robotham, um, and he didn't take into account Robotham. Yeah, Ro- Robotham. <laughs> Robotham engage into robot to take over planet. <laughs> Robotham is here. Robotham. Robotham. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> he he uh, he produced a a you know pamphlet. Um, okay. In 1865, that it was you know Earth is not a globe, and this is what he used. Um, and he didn't. What he didn't do is take into account atmospheric refraction. So what mm. he observed was this six-mile river that s- seemingly stretched all six miles, like you could see see six the six-mile mark, right? Uh, which would suggest that uh, the Earth is flat. But we we know that's uh, not true because of refraction, and you know refraction is something that I experience at some you know in some level every time I go to work because uh, I work on the water. Yeah, what do you so, do on the water? Just so to refresh everyone's memory, if they're a newer I, listener, I work on a boat, you know, on a ferry boat. So, yeah, you're captain of a boat. Yeah, I do that. I do lots of stuff on the boat. Yeah, I'm not just a captain. I'm well. John well, is well, an right. astronaut of the sea, which is on a <laughs> spaceship traveling through space. So, yeah, at, at nine how do you knots, like that? Yeah, we're hauling, all right. Yeah, we're moving right along at a snail's pace. Right. But, Astronauts are just in space. John is is a captain of a boat on the sea that's on a spaceship that's flying through space at the same time. So, what's that make him? Psh, NASA? Oh, yeah. you kidding me right now? Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, oh. What is the pirate's favorite letter? I don't know, John. What is it? Oh, come on. What's the pirate's favorite letter? Oh, gee, I don't know. Is it R? <laughs> you might think it's... <laughs> yeah, I see how you might think it'd be R, but it'd actually be the C. Oh, you got me so good. <laughs> that made R. me and my parrot laugh. There's my, uh, my two-cent dad joke. Um, but... Atmospheric refraction, right? As the height above the Earth's surface increases, the density of the air decreases, right? So as you go up, air gets thinner. So because of that, all light rays traveling horizontally bend down, right? Because they're 
going through uh, less dense air, they bend down back towards dense air. So that becomes the line of sight. The line of sight becomes a curve because it's curving. It's accounted for in, you know, in leveling, uh, you know, civil engineering, that kind of thing, and celestial navigation, uh, which is still a thing. Um, hmm. But Robotham did, did not account for the atmospheric refraction. And the observable consequences of this are you can see things uh, across a water line that you would not normally be able to see uh, with the naked eye. So uh, some of it, it looks, it's almost like, it's almost like a mirror image. The, uh, what you're seeing looks a bit stretched out. Uh, and, and sometimes on when, it, when the air density is just right, you can see extraordinarily far, like farther than you can see things that you wouldn't see even on a clear day. Um, and it's really, it's really cool. I actually have a picture of a, of a freighter, you know, one of the big, uh, I can't, I don't know if it was lumber or, or salt. Anyway, it was, you know, one of the big boats that has like three or four cranes uh, along the center, you know, right. they just, they pull up and they dump a whole bunch of stuff. I have a picture of, of this freighter that looks like You're talking like about it, the ones that didn't get stuck in the Suez Canal, right? Yeah, those guys. Gotcha. Not that big. They're big, but they're not that big. So uh, I took a picture because uh, based on our perspective, it looked to be about six inches above the horizon. So (laughs) this is this big red freighter that was flying above the water. It was hovering Mm -hmm. like like a UFO. It's really cool. So what but you're saying is you witnessed a glitch in the system. The matrix. Yeah. The matrix. Yeah. Yeah. Nope. It was a glitch in the system. And this and this is why John and I are flat earthers, because obviously <laughs> we're in a computer simulation. And if you can't put two and two together, then I'm sorry. That's right. Mr. Anderson. Mr. Anderson. So, so. that that's actually a really good example. I'll be honest. This is not my area of expertise. John... He's literally an astronaut. <laughs> no, he's not an astronaut, but he knows a, a great deal about this uh, more than I say I would, specifically well, I, with light refraction. I I just hit about the max of my understanding. I'm not a big math guy, so to really get into right. it, um, you really you need to have a better understanding of math because in in order to I've heard it how, really comes down to that. Yeah, understanding yeah, the math and. In order to judge how far you can actually see, you need to you need to know how far above sea level you are, and then it's some some equation I can't remember that requires a square root, and it's not edible, so I'm I'm out. Yeah, you know, this is one of the funner you know looser episodes for sure. But a lot of mathematicians or astrophysicists they've explained this this in a way. Many times, from what I understand, that the way the universe operates, the way that they understand it, cannot be explained through words. It's a different language that you really, if you truly want to understand how a lot of things work in the universe, you really have to learn the math first and be able to read the language, or whatever you want to call it, of mathematics, that it can't be translated at this point in time in a way we would understand it as fully as that. That yeah. being said, there are lots of ways. I, I implore you, really at the at the end of the day, if you want to know if the earth is flat or not, I was watching this one guy just roast these flat, flat earthers who were calling this guy out as a conspirator uh, of just scientific, easy-to-understand reasons even for someone like me of why the earth is round. I can't say I've seen the earth from outer space. I can't say I've seen it with my own eyes, but I believe... That the Earth is not flat, obviously, and there's reasons that there's summer and winter, right? Like the Earth is at a tilt, so at some, to my knowledge, at some parts of the rotation around the sun, you know, there's parts of the Earth that get more sunlight, and because it's at a tilt, that means when it goes to the other side, 
there's going to be different areas of the Earth, upper or lower hemisphere, that get more sunlight. That makes sense to me. A ship disappearing the way it does on, on the horizon, that makes sense to me. Hmm. And there's exceptions to everything. And that's what I realized watching these videos. You can go so far down this rabbit hole that right. you almost need to be an astrophysicist to understand the reasons why the Earth is round. You could do basic things like... You could take it all the way from, well, some astronauts flew into space, took a picture of the Earth as round, story ended. The story is done. That's all you need. And you can go to the opposite end of that spectrum and need an astrophysics level of education uh, to understand why the Earth is round. So at the end of the day, of course, like anything else, it comes to you looking at the evidence, no matter how many people believe what is true, and making a decision for yourself with your rationale of what you believe the truth to be. And that's the best you can do. Flat earthers, in my opinion, my humble opinion, are in a sort of denial. And I could be wrong about that. Maybe the earth is flat. Maybe all of us are wrong. I just don't see that being the case. But it's a great subject. And I'm glad our listener brought it up. Yeah, yeah. Um, One of the things that they purport is that the earth and the sun are the same size and the same distance away. So they say that the sun and moon are are equally sized and equally distant circles of light tracing their paths about six to eight thousand miles above the surface of the flat earth. Wow. I don't I guess by measuring the angles of, of sunlight coming down through clouds, they have determined that the sun is not millions of miles away, but close to the earth. Like somehow the light wouldn't bend as it comes through the atmosphere, but whatever. Um yeah, some of these guys are extraordinarily smart. They're seemingly on the surface level. Seemingly. They can intelligently, I should say, put some of these arguments. And But I think they're fucking crazy, too. <laughs> you know? Like, yeah. there's, you could be smart and wrong. You can be smart and crazy. You could be smart yeah. Oh, yeah, and absolutely. stupid. Yeah, yeah. There's not one broad stroke of intelligence. Sometimes you could sound good and be full of shit. Yeah, they... They also purport that the constant non-changing view we have of the stars and constellations and the mm-hmm. pole star remaining fixed over the North Pole would be impossible if the Earth moved in the way it's supposed to in the globe Earth model. Um, I, I don't Yeah, that gets that's... beyond me a little bit. I mean, I don't know that I could sit there in a classroom and disprove that or prove it. Yeah, I, I don't... <laughs> I got nothing. I... But, that, but that's pseudoscience, right? It's an unfalsifiable claim. I mean, I mean there is evidence to suggest uh, against that, you know, why the uh, the stars and the constellations uh, seem fixed in the sky. And it's mostly because it's, you know, based on relativity. Uh, exactly. They're so far away that they uh, seemingly don't move, but they are moving. From my understanding, a lot of it comes down to relativity. Yeah, if you go below the equator, you're going to see an entirely different set of constellations and stars. So. Isn't that interesting? That just blows That's, my mind. It, it's almost like the Earth is round. Well, you have to look at the benefit, right? You have to look at the benefits, too. What is the benefit of the government hiding the fact that the Earth is flat? I don't know. I've heard a reasoning, and it's weak, that a reasoning is that, well... If the Earth is flat and they're lying about going to space, well, that's a way to divert all the money allocated to space exploration and to be used for secret projects. And I'm like, they do, they would not need that big of a lie just to take your money and waste it right in front of you. They're doing it right now. Basically, look at yeah. where your funds are going in just about anywhere in the government. There's proof of that. It's it's printed. There's You can look it up. A lot of it is crap. It's right, not right. it's not something that makes your life better or mine. A lot of it is like fixing the roads, but half the roads are I live on a dirt road. Right. One of the things that another one of the things they say is you can't detect the rotation of the earth. Right? And that proves a flat earth. So, one of the their examples and this is the one where they I think they this is the most quoted proofs uh, given by flat earthers. They assert that uh, vertically fired cannonballs and other projectiles should fall significantly due west because the, the earth spins uh, in an easterly direction. But they don't. They come straight down. Well, all right. So if you are in your car driving down the road at 60 miles an hour 
and you have a tennis ball and you toss the tennis ball up in the air, guess what? It comes straight down. It's not going to go, as soon as you let go of the ball, it's not going to go 60 miles an hour in the opposite direction. It's again, That's a great it's, way to understand relativity. It's, it's relative a, to the platform that you were already on, that correct. it was already moving at the speed to, to keep it in your, um, I can't remember what they call it, but it's like a box of relativity. Where yeah. if, if you're sitting in there with parts that are already moving with that car, you throw it up, it stays with you. Right. Now, if you if you were to throw it, out of the car, then based on, you know, air friction and uh, gravity, eventually the ball, you know, would fall. You know, if you threw it straight up in the air, uh, air friction is going to push it backwards. It's not going to maintain that 60 miles, 60 miles an hour. Well, that's another great example of relativity, right? You're throwing it into an area that is not doing what you're doing. So it becomes relative to the area you threw it in. Correct. Boom. Mind roasted. <laughs> Poof. We are good at this. <laughs> you are smart we are. Watch out, Neil deGrasse Tyson. We're coming. So smart. Man, I just smarted all over that. Yep. From intelligent pirate jokes to telling you that how the earth is flat, we, we keep it on the uh, we keep it on the up and up around here. Yeah. This is uh, a silly episode, man. This is uh, real <laughs> but it's fun. Uh, uh apparently planets are fake. Yeah, so what's the explanation for that? Do you have that? What are the, according to a flat Earther, what are what are the stars comprised of, planets, everything? What What is that? Is it art um, that the government painted? I don't know. Uh, as above, so below is the quote, right? They look up into the sky and see the moon, the sun, and the planets are all globes. So it is a reasonable supposition that the Earth planet we are standing on may be something like the globes we see floating in the sky above us. Um, of course, it may also be that we are standing on is completely different from what we see floating above our heads. Uh, planets are an invention of NASA. According to Flat Earthers, um, Shout out to we NASA. cannot see the planets as they are depicted by NASA. They are just lights in the sky, not globes. The beautiful planets NASA shows us are just creations of their computer graphics, their CGA. It's a huge green screen, dude. So they're like the stars I had on the ceiling when I was a kid that glow in the yeah, they, exactly. they glue in the dark. That's a new word. And so they're just they're adult glow in the dark stars. Right. That's science to me, bro. Case closed. <laughs> oh boy. Uh, the the problem with this is is that there the uh there isn't a whole lot behind it they're just they just make claims and they give a kind of a vague anecdotal idea and then they just kind of like they just leave it they just throw it out like a spike strip and then you run over it and all of a sudden your tires are flat and it's just like well change the subject for yeah exactly. the tires are flat let me ask you a question i just want one person to explain to me how a round earth is not a satanic conspiracy theory Alex Jones said it is. <laughs> All I'm going to I'm not I'm not saying anything. All I'm going to say is that if you do not believe the earth is flat, I am going to think you're a follower of Satan. Oh, yeah. Um yeah, oh, of course. Science. <laughs> That's horrible. Okay. Now <laughs> Listen, people, you believe what you want, but uh, yeah, there's a lot of evidence to show that the earth, that the earth is flat. So believe, believe what you want. Obviously, we don't know what we're talking about. Is there anything else we want to touch on with the earth is flat thing? I mean, we can go down this rabbit hole for days. Obviously, I'm kidding, but yeah, we what could. do you think are the important notes here? I think that this flat earth issue... Uh, just comes from the government's inability to properly communicate things in the first place. There's been some things that the government has done to blow their integrity away. So, so then you have people, you know, who are just looking at things and just ideas to be uh, contrarian 
to what the government's saying because the government as a whole is bad and if that's true then everything they say must be false and therefore the earth is not round it's flat and everything is a hoax be like the greatest hoax in the history of the world but i mean it's just my take on it people need a better hobby you know yeah, I think uh, we're pretty cynical here every once in a while, but we don't think that everything the government says is wrong. We're right. nowhere near that. Not <laughs> yeah. even mainstream media. There's truth in everything. Uh, without right. a truth being present, there is no lie and vice versa. You, you have to take a balanced approach. The flat earth thing is fun to laugh at. I, I honestly went in there with the mindset of, I'll give these guys a chance to explain to me why the earth is flat. I honestly went in from their perspective, trying to see how maybe it is a big conspiracy in their eyes. I couldn't, I, I did not find myself, I found sympathy, but not empathy, if that makes sense. I could sympathize in the fact that I can understand possibly maybe how they were feeling about it, and I could see how they were confused. I couldn't see myself in that same boat with them, if that makes sense. Ooh, guess what? I got, I got one for you. Shoot. Why does the sun light up the earth? but leaves space pitch black? I don't think there is an answer. I mean, I'm sure there's an answer. <laughs> it, makes a, it makes a great meme, though, you know? Oh, that reminds me. So I was looking at videos today, and I found a top comment on YouTube. I got to read this to you guys. This is gold. <laughs> top comment on one of the videos said, The Flat Earth Society has members all around the globe. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's beautiful. <laughs> Thank you for your thoughts and for writing them down on the internet for us to enjoy. Yeah. I don't know what better way to end the episode, or at least this segment on Flat Earth, than the Flat Earth Society has members all around the globe. Yeah. Oh, here's one. This one's e this one you can debunk pretty easily too. So as you know, as the sun rises in the sky it tend it seemingly gets larger so they say it's impossible for the sun to appear to change in size if the sun is millions of miles away right hmm, okay well I'm listening yeah again this is this is a result of refraction right the the density of the air at the horizon is going to be is going to be higher than it is as, as you go up and that's going to bend the light and it's going to change the way. Sometimes when you watch the moon come up, you know, as it comes up, the moon is huge. Yeah. But then as it gets higher, it, it seems to get smaller. Right. You're saying the denser atmosphere sort of magnifies. Is that yes, what you're saying? It's a huge magnifying glass. So <laughs> every gallon of water weighs 8.6 pounds. There are 6 trillion tons of water on the earth. Uh, correct. Yet gravity cannot hold this balloon to its atmosphere. Right? Okay. So they're saying that, you know, 6 trillion tons of water on the earth that are being held to the earth, but a balloon floats away. It's like, yeah, because it weighs less than the air around it. And it will float until it gets a certain point in the atmosphere. And then it will shrivel up and die. I mean, it, they just have to watch, what was that movie on Amazon Prime? The Aeronauts. Yeah, these guys have to go watch Aeronauts. Do it. It's excellent. What is that, like an animated show? No, no, it's a, uh, it's a movie based on, it was, uh, um, it's, it's based on a true story of, of a scientist and a hot air balloon pilot who go up into the atmosphere uh, to, to, develop um, modern meteorological uh, processes hmm so they you know they they go up and it's this it's a cute little drama you know it's interesting it's, yeah yeah it's yeah it's not it, it's a good movie and it has a has a lot of great science in it there's a lot of really good science in the movie so right on yeah watch that that'll that'll explain that one you know, some of these flat earthers are so dedicated that there is no changing their mind until they change their own. Um, it's not going to happen from an external s source. I saw one flat earther, and you've probably seen this in your research, John. He built his own rocket. Yes. 
And he, um, he, he, he shot himself hundreds of feet up into the air. His name is Mike Hughes. Yeah, Mad Mike Hughes, they call him. Yeah, Mad Mike Hughes. He, a homemade, a home-built manned rocket in an attempt to see for himself that the Earth is flat on uh, the 24th of March, 2018. And that's dedication, brother. He spent 20 grand building this thing. And he put himself inside of it. He didn't put a camera in there. He's like, I don't trust the camera. I'm going to see with my own eyeballs, my own eye sockets. And he got yeah. hurt, man. Like, he had he had two parachutes take him down. But he, he had to be taken away in an ambulance. He survived that one. He did not survive the attempt in uh, 2020. So in February 22nd, he did, he did another one. It was a steam-powered rocket. Um, and what happened was... It was an early deployment and separation of the return parachute, right? So when so the parachute deployed improperly and then the rocket impacted after falling from an altitude of several hundred feet, he was killed instantly. Wow, I did not, I did not know that. Yeah, I hate to see him die. I got one for you. Buildings don't tilt because the earth is flat. What about pizza? Huh. <laughs> <laughs> the leaning tower of pizza pizza oh yeah right there you go Ooh, i this one might be my favorite airplanes climb to their desired altitude and then fly horizontally over a flat plane according to one of these an altimeter right that's why they're called airplanes not air globes <laughs> 400 feet <laughs> above the land in an altimeter is relative to halfway around the globe. You're still 400 feet above the land if your, altim- altimeter, if your altimeter tells you so. It's relative. A lot Correct. of these issues can be la- answered with relativity. Yeah, I just like uh, the airplanes, not air globes. Ugh. Nice. I like that. That's good. <laughs> you know what I love about these theories that they have? Is it they're dropping the mic before anybody can even answer them? They say something like super stupid, and then they have like a mic drop moment. Like, told you the Earth was flat. Told you, dude. (laughs) What? Where's your? No, I'm sorry. The answer is no. The answer is wrong. You're wrong. But I respect your your lunacy. It's entertaining. It is wicked entertaining. It's just of all the conspiracy theories that. I've heard them call it, it's not conspiracy theories, it's conspiracy facts. There are a lot of conspiracy facts out there. This is not one of them that I I believe holds any water. You could be putting so much effort into something that holds water, right? Like the earth, that's round. But instead, you're focusing on things that make conspiracy theories as a whole not have as much merit. You know, we've we've made so much progress with UFOs and things like Project MK Ultra and things that have come to come to light that were real conspiracy theories turned that turned out to be true. Right. I don't believe the moon landing was fat was faked. I don't believe the Earth is flat. I think it's a wasted resource for us as a society to be putting energy into that. At the end of the day, it's not wasted because it gives us a good laugh. And if that's what you are trying to do is make us laugh, then I applaud you with a job well done. Thank you for keeping comedy alive in a pandemic. Yeah, right. Yes, thank you. I I salute you. What else we got? We got any bonuses? So, uh, John, you moved, right? Well, I am, I am getting ready to move. Uh, we put an offer in on a house. I don't know. It might be two miles from where we are now, but it uh, puts us right next door to Meg's parents and uh, gives us some more land. Uh, just, I think it's about three acres, maybe a little over three acres. Nice. Is um, that like forested land? Connecticut type yeah. of deal? Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I heard uh, an interesting, something interesting. I don't know if it's true or not. I haven't looked in a while, but uh, per square foot. So based on on uh on surface area connecticut is the most forested state in the union wow yeah it's a beautiful state it is it's gorgeous it's gorgeous up here down here over here east of there um but yeah uh yeah it's uh 
it's it, so three acres. I would say maybe a maybe a less than a third of it, a quarter of it is uh, is lawn, and uh, and the rest is just woods. So, you know, my, wow. I'm excited to uh, to kick my kids out of the house and just ring the bell for dinner. You know, congratulations, brother! I'm super stoked for you. Yeah, yeah. I know it's uh, that you guys are have been very excited about it. I'm excited for you. You know, there's very few things that are as exciting as moving into a new home that yeah. you want to be moving into. Yeah, it's, <laughs> a, it's a huge, you know. it's just a huge blessing. Yeah, it really is. When I moved here a couple of years ago, my deal was I want a lot of land and I want a small home for me right. personally. I was single at the time. It was before I met Mary and I wanted a home that was easy to maintain and a lot of land to just walk about. Yeah. You know, plant some cactus or cacti. Yeah, the house isn't big, isn't that much bigger than than this house i think the house we're in now is um i think it's like about 900 square feet all right on uh and the house we're moving into i think is uh 15 or 1600 square feet okay wow yeah so it's it's a good upgrade that's a it's a it is a good upgrade Yeah. yeah it's the layout is very different you know but well that'd be fun yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to it. Mostly because, you know, I, I, I can never you know, when we went to go see it, I, I had a hard time envisioning what it would look like as my house, you know? Yeah, that's always house. tough. Right. Um, but I know I know Meg'll just turn it into a home. She'll just make it home. She yeah, Meg's does. awesome. Yeah. She's good like that. Yep. Well awesome. So you have to let us know how you like it once you move in and Yeah. Yeah, well we're, be fun. we're still we're still waiting to um to solidify uh, some offers on the house that we're in, so right you on. know the the seller select you know accepted our offer, um, but we still need to uh, to nail down um, the offer we got, you know. So, and it looks good. It looks like uh, we got we got some insight from our real estate agent. You know, one of the offers that came in was ten thousand over our asking price. So. That awesome, just, brother. That is just, it's just really good, you know, just really good. And uh, you you deserve the best, bro. Well, I appreciate it. So, John, you have a photography, you have a photography uh, account on Instagram. Yeah. And I know you actually sell photographs. I've never shouted you out. <laughs> it's, your handle. It's cool. It's so, cool. do you want to Co- share your handle on here for our listeners? I know they'd probably yeah. like to follow you. Yeah, it's J Morgan Nautical Photography. So it, on Instagram, it's just J period Morgan Nautical Photography, all one word. And or you can follow me on the hashtag uh, JMNP. Uh, and yeah, I mean, I'm, I've been working on the water for more than 20 years and I've seen a lot of really cool things. And I just started sharing them with people. And then <clears throat> after a little bit of time, somebody was like, I would totally buy that from you. And I was like, wow, you would buy that from me? Well, shoot, if I can make money on it, why not? So I just started um, getting into it. Um, I take all the pictures with my phone. I would love to buy, you know, an awesome DSLR outfitted for landscape photography. It's just not in the cards right now. I'm kind of setting myself up for a retirement, you know, a retirement hobby, something I could make less than $10,000 a year. And the technology on a phone is so far ahead now. It's like space it's really age good. Technology. Yeah, it's really good. It is limiting in that uh, very few of my photographs uh, can be blown up bigger than eleven by sixteen. Mm, that's an interesting um, fact. A little tidbit. Yeah. So you're saying that, with like a DSLR, you could you could blow it up bigger? Oh yeah, you make it wall. Interesting. Size. I, yeah. I, I I did not know that from yeah, a photography yeah. perspective. Photography is an art that has really illuminated a lot of the history that people can't be bothered to read about. Yeah, it used to be a pro- like a profession and there are still professional photographers out there, some like really innovative people taking pictures. Yeah. Um like uh, uh my friend Adrian Broom, you look her up and her photography. She does uh, like she does portraiture and her stuff is just out of this world, you know. Uh and uh, and there's a lot of landscape photographers out there. Um, that do amazing things with phones, and there's some some photographers out there that have uh, awesome you know, setups, you know, and rigs that take tremendous pictures. 
um, level of you know the detail level on on like close-ups and you know and uh, like full landscape uh, photographs is is really tremendous. You can't like a phone fakes it really well, but but nothing comes close to what you know a proper camera can do. Right, even I can see the difference, Andrew. We used to like to drive up to the mountains, and we would take his DSLR and do um, long exposure photos of the of the night sky of the That's stars. Cool. And I, you, you can see a difference between even I, with my amateur naked eye, if you want to call it that, I can see I can see a yeah. difference because I like taking pictures. I do a little bit of photography for fun as a hobby out here in the desert. It's a great hobby, you know. It is for me. I can't see a beautiful moment and not take a picture, and it very rarely involves a person being in that picture. It very rarely involves a selfie. Not to knock selfies, but that's not what I find enjoyment of. And I think everyone should be following art and nature, even if it's just following John Morgan, not a cool photography on Instagram. Exposing yourself, at least on a weekly or daily basis, to beautiful photos, beautiful pieces of art. For me, it brings me peace, and it's a very subtle habit that I take, but every day I take time to read philosophy every day and I take time to appreciate art and photography because I, I believe it's like, like meditation. It, it introduces a sort of peace subtly yeah. and subliminally into your mind that makes you a calmer, more peaceful person, happier. You know, if you're just consuming mainstream media all day and stressing yourself out, driving to work, you're doing your routine, you're not exposing yourself to things that are take you outside of the necessities of your daily grind, you can start to feel a little claustrophobic in this little box we've put ourselves in. And pages like yours, John, um, help me appreciate what's outside of that box. And I was thinking about that. I wanted to, I just wanted people to be aware of what you do because I think it's, it, it, it's beautiful art that you produce. Thanks, man. I appreciate that. Yeah. And it's cool because you and I live in absolute opposite biomes, right? (laughs) Yeah, <clears throat> out in the desert, um, which, you know, is beautiful in its own way. And I'm like the opposite of that, you know, on the, on the water around, the, like just as far as you can see water. Right. So it's just, it's cool. We see different things. Same sun. And being able to view each other's biomes. And <laughs> that sounded, being able to... <laughs> <laughs> It's such a beautiful expression, brother. (laughs) Peeping your biome, dude. uh, It was cold that night. Don't judge us. (laughs) Oh, this has gone off the rails. But yeah, being able to see opic, being able to see opposite landscapes, uh, even just through your buddies, you know, photography channel on Instagram is cool. Because out here, man, I I got, I never told anybody this, but I told you, but I didn't put it on air. Uh, I got stranded. In the middle of nowhere out here in the desert. I live near a military base and then um, BLM land, which is Bureau of Land Management, which means you you can't build on it. And I drove north way out into a place called Johnson Valley. There's nothing out there. And people die out there quite often. Their bikes break down. They get lost. They get stranded. Sometimes Marines find them on training exercises. Sometimes they just die. Sometimes they're found, sometimes they're not. Anyways, it's dangerous. Well, my bike, my brother and I were out there, and my bike broke down. (laughs) He had to leave me in the middle of nowhere and say, I'm going to go get the truck. I can get back to you. Uh, And he found me. You know, I sat myself on top of a mountain, and um, I I can upload a video of this onto uh, our Instagram channel because I filmed a 360 on top of this hill to get a little reception. That's cool. And there was, it was just an ocean of sand, 360. You couldn't see a single person for miles and miles, 360 point of view. And I was thinking to myself, how rare is it to find ourselves in a place in society where we can look around us in a 360 view for miles and miles and miles and not see one human being? Yeah, it's crazy. It was cool. Yeah, it's it's little moments like that in life that help you sort of feel small and appreciate what you have. As corny as that yeah. sounds, it was, it was actually a good time. Regardless of whether the earth is flat or round, it's still a beautiful place. I could see 5,000 miles into the distance because the earth <laughs> is flat. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. I yeah. think that about wraps it up for us tonight, bro. 
Living the American dream. I like it. I know, John, you've been playing a new game uh, yes. that's called Subnautica Sub-Zero. Correct. And it sounds awesome. I, real quick, do you want to give a lowdown to what yeah. this game is? Because yeah, yeah. I think it, it's, it's not, really neat. Yeah, it's beautiful, too. It's uh, it's not a new game, per se. Um, well, not but even Sub-Zero. It's, it's new to console. Okay. Um, the, the original Subnautica, which is in my top five favorite games of all time, um, and Sub-Zero is shaping up to be in the top ten. It you know it started out as a as a Microsoft has this uh, program where you can develop a game and release it to to uh, the people as you do it. I forget what it's called, but um, so I bought in early and I just played the game while they developed it. You know through all the updates, it's like and early everything. access or something. Yeah, 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 early access and um, and it was really tremendous. Uh, and it is if you know mm-hmm. if. if uh, if you can get to it, I would I would highly suggest uh, playing sub, the original Subnautica. Uh, Sub Zero, you know, started out as a it was going to be a DLC. What is Subnautica? Yes, yeah, so Subnautica. The the premise of Subnautica is, uh, you know, your ship gets shot down, or something happens to your ship and it crashes on this planet, and the, the planet is a water based planet. Uh, so you you know you you have. Uh, your escape pod, and from there, you know, you just uh, you find resources and you build things and you upgrade, um, and you you know to the point where you can make vehicles and you explore. And there's something you know there's something happening on the planet that you get involved in, and it's just a tremendous uh, single player adventure um, with a lot of uh, jump scares. Um, there are because it's a water-based planet um you know there is a lot of room for things to grow so some of the uh, the creatures in subnautica get very large and uh makes for a pretty awesome experience uh sub-zero you know kind of start was started out as dlc they were just going to release dlc for subnautica but it was met with uh with such um, fanfare that they turned it into a standalone game. Uh, so the uh, the planet is the same, but the storyline's a little bit different. You know, uh, it takes place uh, in in the future from the first game. Uh, so now you know they've started exploring the planet a bit more. They understand a bit more of what's going on. There's uh, some different different vehicles. Uh, different uh, the player character is different. And uh, she is actually there exploring uh, her sister's death. So, you know, there's a so there's a, a drawn out story, um, that, you know, following that. And uh, and again, it's just a it's a game of exploration and uh, and thrills and adventure. I feel like if you're someone who appreciates fish tanks <laughs> yes, looking yes. at the ocean, that this is the game for you. You don't have to yeah. beat it, just just floating around looking at the fish. Yeah, whatever. Yes. Not all fish are uh, are friendly, but um, but yeah, you can meet some cool cool creatures. Some of them are even allegedly flat earthers. <laughs> <laughs> Those are uh, the friendly ones. Oh, they eat you. <laughs> uh, they put you on trial and publicly execute you on that planet. For not yeah, believing, yeah. believing in a flat Earth, yeah, yeah, in the fish society, yeah, yeah, that and um and you know we've been playing Battlefield Five, which you know has been a you know just tried and true, a fantastic multiplayer game, fantastic. It's been a great distraction in a society that doesn't let you outside of your house, California. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that Gavin Newsom almost has all of the. Um, what are those stones called in Marvel? Soul stones. Oh yeah, soul stones. That's what they yeah. were called. I think so. Yeah, yeah, soul stones. I'm pretty sure Gavin Newsom almost has all of the Infinity Stones for the Infinity Gauntlet. Oh yeah, the Infinity Infinity Stones, Soul Stone. I think the Something Soul Stone like was a stone. I don't know. Marvel's yeah. not really my. Thing. I hear when he gets them all, he'll be so powerful that he will. He might. Let us use public restrooms after that. I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm not positive. With a snap of my fingers, 
the homeless tent will go away. Yeah, yeah. L.A. is now known as Tent City. Really? If you want to know how things are there. I was actually driving to work the other day, and you know those green places where uh, uh, on ramps connect to the highway. Um, there was a tent set up, and I was like, "Oh no, here we go." Did the tents have California plates? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know. Uh, as long as you stopped your car to tell them about CrossFit and the Flat Earth Society, that's all that matters. Yeah, you'll be okay. You tell them two things: you do CrossFit. You're late to work, but you stop at the you stop at Tent City. You're late to work, but you stop at Tent City to let the homeless know that you are a CrossFitter and that the Earth is flat. As long as you are doing this, you are accomplishing your purpose as a human being who is not satanic on the planet Earth. Not satanic. Ladies and gentlemen, I appreciate you guys listening to the show. Yeah, you guys are awesome. You guys are awesome. I appreciate all of the... Uh, I appreciate all of, all of the topic requests. We're actually yeah, behind good. on them now for the first time ever. Wow. Getting a lot more listeners than I ever thought we would have, and I'm grateful. So, another one down. Flat Earth Society. I hope we did it justice. It is all in good fun. None of this is true. It's a fictional piece of art. It's an oral yeah. artistic dance. John and I allegedly exist. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone is canceled. And with that, I bid you all happy gaming. You guys have a good night. Catch us on Instagram and Facebook. Everyone is canceled. Spelled with one L the correct way. And uh, until next week. Ciao.